0: Dan Scott, barely a week ago, I heard you rail for two hours about independence.
1: Uh
0: And? Mr. Hardwick, how many times have I heard you speak of freedom at my father's table?
1: Half the men in this church, including you, Father, and you, Reverend, are as ardent patriots as I.
0: Are needed most, stop at only words. Is that the sort of men you are? I ask only that you act upon the beliefs of which you have so strongly spoken and in which you so strongly believe. Hello, Patriots. We're back in the saddle. Brian Benduzen here alongside Dave Ajima, Patriots Voice of Michigan. We are clearly in March madness with all the stuff going on in Michigan. Dave, welcome back.
2: Thanks, sir. It's good to be back where it's cold.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's all right. Hopefully you can bring the warm weather back with you. Today we have a special guest. Yes, we have special guest today, Rolly Mackey. She is the outright outreach chair for the Michigan. GOP, welcome to the program.
1: Thank you for having me. Appreciate it.
0: You're very welcome. So, tell us a little bit of background about yourself and how you came to the United States and landed here in Michigan.
1: <clears throat> yeah, actually, I was uh, actually I was born in Michigan. Um, my parents arrived here in the '70s. They escaped a civil war in Lebanon, and uh, they came here and settled here. Um, went to work. Um, My parents are both educators. Um, My mom just recently retired. She was a preschool teacher for 25 years. Um, Like I said, I was born here, raised here in Michigan. Um, And um, I mean, yeah, that's it. I mean, this is where our family is. Um, This is where our community is. Uh, That's, you know, basically my story.
0: (laughs) Where, Where are you at, Michigan?
1: I'm originally from Dearborn but uh, my husband and uh, I just moved to Livonia which is just 20 minutes outside of Dearborn. Gotcha. And Dearborn's about 15-20 minutes outside of Detroit.
0: Right. So a follow-up question would be then, so I would imagine you were probably Democrat at one time like most Muslims or in that um, group. What made you change to become a Republican? Like what were the main key issues?
1: My, my family has always been conservative. My parents have always voted Republican. Um, I know the majority of Muslims um, in this area, at least, um, vote re- uh, Democrat, and that's due to the fact that Democrats spend a lot of time here. They have a lot of influence here. And the Republicans, you know, the few bad apples in the Republican Party kind of gave the you know, gave a, gave them a bad bad taste in their mouth. So um, they kind of lean more towards um, Democrat. But that's after 2011, I'm sorry, 2000, September 11, 2001. But prior to that, uh, Muslims were very, very involved with uh, the Republican Party. Actually, one of our family members, I'm not sure what position he had, but I just uh, found out that he was involved in the Republican Party. Um, and after 2001, uh, they kind of separated
0: would you say that most muslims are conservative like the way they live their lifestyle um, how they raise their children so,
1: yeah. yeah like they they have conservative they have those conservative islamic values or uh you know or arab values for the for the arabs that aren't muslim um they raise their you know they 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 raise their children uh with those uh, conservative beliefs and values that we have as Republicans and, um, but they tend to vote more Democrat. But recently, uh, with the situation that happened in Dearborn with the school board and, you know, and the, uh, discovery of pornographic and explicit books in the libraries. And my part and what happened in Dearborn, uh, with that more Muslims and more Arabs and Dearborn and Wayne County and beyond are starting to look more towards Republican candidates. Um, for example, Deer, if you look at Dearborn alone, um, I believe it was maybe 14% of voters voted for the Republican candidate in the last election in 2018. And and this election the last election um it was it was like a 30% jump um towards the re- uh, republican candidate so there is a uh there is a um there's a dramatic shift to the right because muslims and arabs are starting to realize that those you know conservative values and beliefs that they have align more with the republican party
0: is that do you think it's because Republicans don't necessarily go into those areas to maybe do more recruiting or get to know um, people in that that group.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's why. Um, like I told you, like the the Democrats spend a lot of time here. I believe Whitmer herself and Dana Nessel spend more time in the city of Dearborn than I don't. I don't want to be quoted on this, but just from. What I've seen, they spend more time in the city of Dearborn than they do probably anywhere else in the city besides Lansing. Um, And that's partly due to um, the money that's here. And a lot of people have donated to their campaigns. I mean, Whitmer comes here for a few hours for a dinner and walks out with $100,000. Wow. Um, But but that's because it's a kind of two-way thing. They appoint a lot of uh, people here in dearborn to certain positions um like dana nestle uh her last um legislative staff um i'm not sure what the position is actually called but uh, th- this was an arab american uh, muslim woman from dearborn so it's kind of like a two-way thing where they appoint people from the city and then they get they get money
0: hmm. dave do you have any follow-up questions
2: yeah i got a lot of questions uh so I guess uh, you're the outreach chair and uh, you're a Muslim, correct? Yes, I'm a Muslim. Okay. Do you believe then that the Quran and the Sunnah are to be followed in their perfect, perfect will? Do you believe that?
1: <clears throat> so I'm a Muslim. I was born Muslim. My parents are Muslim. My family is Muslim. Um, I'm not a scholar by any means. Um there's a lot of questions that I've been asked um when I was campaigning that I don't have answers to. Um I I do read the Quran. I haven't um I I've read it, but there's things in there that I don't fully understand and I have to sometimes, you know, look delve into the meaning behind it and the stories behind it and whatnot. Um But I do follow uh, the
2: Quran. I do. Okay. So my understanding is, and by the way, I've been on ABN about 19 times. I debated Anjum Chandra and others on the radio and so forth. So I'm very familiar with Islam. Uh, I guess the thing that I want to know is, uh, do you think that a Muslim can in good faith swear allegiance to the Constitution of the United States?
1: Yeah, absolutely they can. But By the way, Anjum Chaudhary, I, I'm not uh, very familiar with him, but I know he's a troublemaker and he's from the UK. And right. uh, I actually started a Facebook page, I would say, maybe 12 or 13 years ago that said uh, that was called Muslims Against Anjum Chaudhary because I believe he does not represent the Muslim Muslims or the Muslim faith. Um, anybody who causes, um, you know, uh, you know, divide or anything like that. Or I, I just don't believe that they represent us. So I just wanted to kind of point that out.
2: Okay. Um, so basically what I want to, my big question is, uh, I was obviously a pilot during nine eleven and all that. And I got to be real familiar with people like uh, Kamal Salim, General Boykin and so forth. Good friends of mine. And I've learned a lot. I've been to Turkey, talked there when I was a state rep and so forth. My understanding, the, the biggest issue I have is a true Muslim who believes in the Koran and the Sunnah cannot swear allegiance to the United States Constitution because they believe that their Koran and Sunnah supersedes all of man-made laws. In fact, it was the, uh, when the Times Square bomber was asked that question, he became a citizen, by the way. His name was uh, Fazal Shahzad. In 2009, the judge says, did you not swear allegiance to the country when you became an American citizen? He said, I did swear, but I did not mean it. The judge says, you took a false oath. He said, yes, that's called taqiyya in your Quran or Sunnah, which means they can lie to the infidels if it furthers the cause of Islam. So in my understanding, and I think I understand it pretty well, the uh, Islam, uh, with its belief in Sharia law, And so forth is completely incompatible with our constitution because our constitution has a lot of things in it that uh, the the islam doesn't for example there is no freedom of religion in sharia law it has to be sharia law there's no freedom of speech because you can't speak against muhammad or sharia law that's not according to our constitution we have freedom of speech there's no freedom of artistic expression there's no freedom of the press there's no equality of peoples. For example, a non Muslim, a kafir, is never equal to a Muslim. So uh, there's no equal protection under Sharia for different classes of people. Justice is dualistic. One set of laws for Muslim males, a different set for women and non Muslims. There's no equal rights for women. So all these things are against our constitution. So women can be beaten, a non Muslim cannot bear arms. That's a huge one. So if Islam would take over the United States, uh, infidels would not be allowed to carry. There's no democracy, since democracy means that a non-Muslim is equal to a Muslim. And they believe, Muslims believe, that all governments must be ruled by Sharia law. Now, I understand there's a three-part thing in Islam that, you know, it's the inner struggle, and it's the struggle with uh, your faith and so forth, and try to live better, and so forth. But the the jihad, the from, from Muhammad until today, there's been almost 500 million people killed by Islam because their only sin was they weren't Muslim. So I don't know if you say you can make this swear to the Constitution of the United States, then you're an apostate to Islam, which means you should be killed according to the Quran. So the, the question I have is can you swear to defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic? And if you say yes to that, that would exclude Islam.
1: So that was a a really, really lengthy statement. And there's a lot of um, things that you said that I have to disagree with. And I also have to point out that everybody that you're saying that you spoke to when it came to Islam and understanding Islam were not Muslims that lived in America. They were Muslims in Turkey, they were Muslims in Iraq. And um Muslims in America uh, do believe that the constitution supersedes um Sharia law, whatever whatever um Sharia law is. But to the to to also um touch on there there was a few things that you said that um you, you said a lot of things. That's why I'm trying to I was trying to like uh um try to remember everything that you said, but there were a few things that you said um that I, I'm not familiar with. I, I'm not sure um, what they were. I should have wrote them down, but.
2: Well, here's, here's the issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, uh, by the way, it wasn't just people in Turkey and so forth. Uh, when I was on the program, I had a former Muslim that's a Christian here in, in Detroit and another on my left side, former Muslim, now Christian. Uh, but as far, as far as I understand, and I think I'm correct, In expect I know I'm correct. Muslims are encouraged, to do hydro which means they are to go into foreign countries that are not muslim and change them for them get involved in politics get involved with schools get involved with the government talib would be a good example i was her chairman i was ahead of her in a particular thing uh, when i was a state rep and taqiya, uh, i mentioned that that's the Quran says that you can uh, a muslim can lie to an infidel for the cause of islam so and then they had the holy land foundation trials of 2008 Discovered uh, the plan how to take America from within for Islam. Do you believe in the Muslim Brotherhood and, and care for that matter? You no, support those groups.
1: I don't support them. I think the Muslim Brotherhood is a um, terrorist organization. Um, I don't. Be- I don't believe in anything that they have to. Um, I don't believe in their advocacy and uh, care. I, I'm not, I, somebody asked me about care recently. I'm not a hundred percent familiar with care, but I do know most recently care was, um, speaking out against the, uh, amendment to the Elliot Larson bill.
2: Yeah, um, but care council on American Islamic relation has got about five of their people have been jailed already for terrorist activity and supporting terrorism. And matter of fact, they put me on their quasi hit list. I was number 15 or 16 to take out. Uh, because i spit, spoke out against islam in america so I, I don't care our constitution says you can be any religion you want to be provided it doesn't go against our constitution
1: oh that that's another thing that i uh, remember you saying um you were saying that uh, there there's a there is no freedom of religion in islam and that's not true because um in the quran it says there is no compulsion in religion and in another part of the quran it said it, the the prophet was getting um, was was sad because there was people who were choosing not to believe in God. and then God revealed to him telling him that tell people you have your religion and I have mine and walk away. So um, I'm not sure w- where you got that information from that there's no freedom in Islam when actually there is.
2: Well, I got it from several sources, uh, both from the Quran and some of the writings, some of the <laughs> experts on the on it. Mm-hmm. A Quran 22 yeah. verse 2:16 mm-hmm. says, "You're commanded to fight even though you dislike it. You may hate something that is good for you and love something that is bad for you. Allah knows that you do not. I've got uh, there's so many things here. If you're not familiar with it, then you must get familiar with it because care supports terrorist organization. The Muslim Brotherhood has a plan to destroy America from within. and no good Muslim can, in good conscience, swear allegiance to the Constitution and swear allegiance to Islam at the same time. They are incompatible; they're anathema to each other. So, uh, that's the biggest thing. When I heard that you won, I wanted to talk to you to find out if you if you believe uh, the Quran and the Sunnah, then it is. A fact you cannot if you really believe that you cannot swear allegiance and good faith to our Constitution
1: I have to disagree with you I'm sorry because I was um, raised to um, uh, to um, respect uphold and defend the Constitution in this state and in this country and when you speak about Takiyah uh, my understanding of Takiyah is when you're in war and uh, your life is at stake and there's you know, basically a gun to your head and someone's asking you to change your faith, to rescind your Islamic values, then you're allowed to at that point. But you can't go out and come and, and, you know, and, and lie to people um, just to um, advance yourself in you know, whatever society or politics or anything like that. So I, I don't believe in that um, as, as an individual.
2: Okay, that's good, but that's what Kia does say, that you can lie and cheat and steal if it's to an infidel, if it furthers the cause of Islam. That's a fact. That's in the Quran and the Sunnah. But uh, there's what about there's no equality of peoples uh, in, in the Islam faith? Uh, you're either a non-Muslim, a kafir, or you're never equal to a Muslim. Uh, how a non- do you I'm sorry, to,
1: sorry to Sorry to cut you off. Um, actually, a non-Muslim is not a kafir. A kafir is a person who doesn't believe in God and okay. uh, have no religion, like like an atheist or something. But is there um,
2: equality within Islam for different people? Is there equality for women? Is there equality for different uh, people? Doesn't Isn't, in fact, for example, uh, the biggest issue we're seeing in the United States today is in family law, because a Muslim can say, I divorce you, I divorce you, I divorce you, and according to the Quran, they're divorced, and then the kids always go with uh, the father. So that's been an issue of conflict in our courts, and they've been struggling with that because we have freedom of religion. But like I said, you have freedom of religion provided it doesn't go against and try to eliminate our constitution with Sharia law. So Sharia means law. I understand all that. But So I guess the biggest question I have is I don't understand how a, a person says they're a true Muslim and they believe in the Quran and the Sunnah can still swear allegiance to the constitution. According to my friends, both Kamal Salim, General Boykin, and the Muslims that became Christians, they say it's impossible. You can't do have them, both.
1: Have them give me a call because I'd like to find out where they got this information from. I'm I'm interested to know because that's not how I was raised.
2: Well, I'll tell you what, there's a simple little book you can get a hold of Sharia Law for Non-Muslims by Bill Warmer. Just look it up. You can buy it on the internet, Sharia Law for Non-Muslims. And you can go through that. It has all the Quranic verses in it that support what I just said. And uh, yeah. All I can say is uh, I have a hard time believing a Muslim can do this and be a true Muslim. So if you're not a true Muslim, then according to the Quran, you're supposed to be killed. If you say that you don't believe in the Quran and the Sunnah, you don't believe that's the true word of God. So I, I go with a little bit of hesitation uh, when, I want, when I see people like Tlaib when I served with her in the state house. She was a flaming radical. She was a socialist communist. Hardcore Muslim, and when I put bills in and so forth uh, concerning uh, a lot of things, she would just go ape. Now she's a congressman, which is, of course, what exactly would the Quran and the Sunnah demand that she get involved with schools and politics and so forth. So yeah,
1: but she's doing all that uh, with the opposite of Islamic principles. So I, I'm not sure what what you are trying to compare here.
0: Would it be well, Would it be safe to say, Dave, that obviously like in the Christian religion, right? There's different denominations, there's different interpretations no, of of, of no, our scriptures see, that yeah, they could I have see, different Muslims the, believe differently with what the Quran may be teaching.
2: If they, a true Muslim has to believe that the Quran and the Sunnah are unchangeable, that's what all their experts say, you cannot change it. So you cannot believe part of it and then Throw away right. part of it. It has to be exactly what they said it was. So if you look at Muhammad's life, for example, he was a slaver. He killed many people. He married a child, six-year-old, had sex with her when she was nine. That's,
1: that's to- not true. That's not true. He was not married to a six-year-old. And I can send you numerous. And mean, this is something that I've done my research on because this uh, is a, this something again. that I had questions. You better yeah. research that's, that again. It's not. It's not true. He didn't marry a six-year-old.
2: Did he have, yeah, his name was Aisha. Did he have many wives? Yes. Was he a robber? Did he kill? Yes. Uh, so the question is, I look at the Christian faith. When Jesus came, he healed the sick, he raised the dead. I see the Muslims, on the other hand, convert or die, or, or be a dehimi, and pay the tax to live. I don't see how Islam and Christianity, and especially our Constitution, which was based on Christian principles, are that they can coexist. There's so going to be, when you
1: speak when you speak of uh Christian principles um have you ever read Deuteronomy 25 11 through 12 if a man if men get into a fight with one another and the wife of one intervenes to rescue her husband from the grip of his opponent by reaching out and seizing his genitals you shall cut her hand off show no pity So
2: Old Testament law yeah I read it mm-hmm. I know exactly what it says okay. What's your point
1: My point is is when you were questioning me about um the men and women being equals, um, you know, and you were talking about, you just brought up Christian principles. I'm asking you, how does this apply to Christians in America?
2: Well, I'd say the Judeo Christian ethics that they provided, not necessarily from the Old Testament, but from the mm-hmm. New Testament, was enshrined in our Constitution, and most of our people were, that wrote the Constitution, were Christians. But let's, what about the, uh, uh, is a woman equal? I know for a fact. It takes two women to say something. Uh, you have to have two women uh, to have to. One man can say something, but you got two two women have to have to say the opposite for that to be true. Is that not yeah. true? I'm-
1: do you, guys want me, do you guys mind if you guys call a scholar and put them on the phone? Because I'm not a scholar of Islam. If you have any more questions about the outreach that I plan to do, I will be more than happy to answer those questions. But we've been talking about Islam and Muslims and the Quran for about 15 minutes and the first two minutes were about, you know, my background and outreach. I would like to answer more questions about that.
2: Well, I guess that's my point is mm-hmm. if, if you're a Muslim and you're involved in the Republican Party. That's the that's big question in my mind. And you're a true Muslim and you believe in the Quran and the Sunnah. You cannot swear to defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic, because it's anathema to Islam.
1: I respectfully disagree.
0: Okay. All right, we can well, move on. Next question would be then, what is the outreach um, position and what, is that, what does that look like?
1: The outreach position um, is going out into communities and spreading the Republican message Um, talk and getting familiar with people, educating them about what Republicans are, what their message is, and being voters and help win elections.
0: Obviously, this is your first kind of run in with politics as far as being uh, involved with the Michigan GOP, or have you been locally active? I was
1: actually a precinct delegate. Okay. I was a precinct delegate before the... I worked in the primaries on the Garrett Saldano campaign, uh, did some door knocking, um, kind of educated people, uh, mostly in Dearborn, about uh, the Republican Party. Um, and I was met with a lot of um, backlash because a lot of people were telling me, well, aren't the Republicans bigoted? Don't they hate Islam and all this stuff? And I was explaining to them that... Um, that although that some Republicans, some uh, bad apples in the Republican party, um, may have um, ignorant or ill ill feelings towards their religion, uh, for the most part, our our values and our books, while the Democratic Party is trying to um, remove everyone's right to practice their religion in the country and remove their rights as parents um in this country as well so um we had a lot of good conversations in the primaries knocking on doors and in the uh, midterms when I worked uh, on the Tudor Dixon campaign as well um a lot of conversations a lot of people got them thinking a lot of people um, started voting Republican like I um said in the beginning of the call with that dramatic shift to the right
0: how how big in your mind is this next election in
1: 2024 um i this is probably the most important election in our lifetime because what's being what's been proposed and what's being proposed by the new democratic party which i keep reminding people is different from the kennedy democratic party and where they're modifying the 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 constitution in michigan and the united states you know, while they're taking away our rights as parents and our rights as Americans, and this has never happened before, so I believe it is the most important election <clears throat> where they're removing our rights as, as Americans by taking away our gun rights and removing our rights as parents by, you know, manipulating the minds of our children at school and modifying the constitution to where they can, you know, go out and have uh, procedures done to their body without the permission of their, and consent of their parents
0: and obviously l g b t q uh the civil rights Elliot Larson being thrown in there as well all these are principles that we don't want we don't want to be teaching our children so in, no, in absolutely not <laughs> in that in that community, how hard is it to to reach other Muslims and Arabs in your community when you are talking um democrat philosophy versus uh, republican philosophy
1: well um i guess it's a blessing in disguise what happened with the school board because um people are all ears they want to they want to be educated about um the opposite side of the the, uh, opposite ideology of the democratic ideology they want to learn more about republicans they want to get more involved and um, as a matter of fact when the elliot larson bill was passed I had a lot of phone calls of people asking me, well, what does that mean now? What does that mean for us as business owners? What does that mean for us as you know um, people who attend prayer at the mosque? Like, what does this mean for us? Um, so people are all ears, like I said here, the opportunity is there to educate them. Um, and that's what I hope to do, what I've been doing and what I hope to continue to do as the outreach uh, voice chair.
2: Do you think? Well, I have to say one thing: your morals and so forth. I agree with you hundred percent.
0: Yes, I, exactly I'm absolutely right on with the LGBTQ. Yes, I I, I love what I'm hearing, um, and and don't get me wrong, part of this was not to be gotcha or anything. It's it's interesting because normally in the Republican Party we don't have a ton of Muslims, and I was just wanting to kind of hear your background and in how you came to be a republican so it's it's very interesting to hear that you were raised that way um, so it's very insightful to hear and have this discussion um, do you what's your feeling on uh, karamo and her leadership for the new michigan gop
1: well our first meeting for the michigan gop is going to be next year and i've already had um, we've already um, seen each other talked to each other after the convention and i think she has um a uh, good, a lot of good ideas, and I think we should give her uh, the chance to prove herself. I, I, think she, she will do great. Um, you know the, the party that we, the, um, the co-chair and the vice chairs that we have right now. I think, I think we have a lot to work on, as, as a as a party, um, and I hope that, you know, be, the lax election being less than two years away. Um, I hope we can make some changes and, you know, hopefully get get our state back and hopefully get our country back.
0: Right. I think she'll do good. And and speaking to that, we seem to eat our own in the Republican Party for for whatever reason, right? So as I was there at the state convention and you're seeing, you know, people losing and then people getting behind another candidate and Krammel, she didn't really take any deals behind the, the door and she just stayed true to her mission and I was for Cromwell obviously from the beginning. But how do we and this is probably part of the outreach too, is not only are you reaching maybe Democrats to talk to, but there's kinda like this little tiff in, in the Republican Party. How what's a what's a way that you're gonna try to even um, make sure that the Republican still holds its base in Michigan?
1: So I've been a Republican my whole life, but my involvement with the party is fairly new. I became a precinct delegate less than a year ago, and now I'm the outreach vice chair. And a problem that I've noticed within the party is there isn't we don't we don't have unity within the party, mm-hmm. and it's very important that we unify ourselves as a party and do the work on the inside because that one that will reflect the work on, that we do on the outside. And if we can't unify ourselves and fix the You know, like you said, we eat our, um, we eat each other, uh, the the analogy that you had, that Mm -hmm. you had said, if we can't fix all that, then I'm not sure how, how we plan to win elections. Right. If we continue to have the, the issues that we have. So I think it's very important while we're out there, while we're trying to get voters, and I'm not just working with Democrats, I'm working with Republicans who don't go out and vote that's the problem that's right. a problem we have Yep. um so it's it's very important like i said to unify ourselves as a party um you know you can you can like for instance like in wayne county we have i'm part of the 12th district we have like the wayne 12th, then we have the wayne 12th congressional then we have the wayne county Rep- uh republican committee like there's just so many different things and i think it's very important that we all just kind of regroup and unite and work together. Um, and then eventually we can be Democrats in the in the state and in the country.
0: There's been a lot well, of I hope you're right. Yeah. There's been a lot of talk too against Caramel because they say she's never run a business and there's she didn't run a really good campaign for Secretary of State, which I disagree with and in the the fundraising, you know, that's the big issue, right? What?
2: Yeah, one thing Caramo has well, though, she's got integrity and she's got principles. Yes. Well, absolutely. I, I think that's what was that's what was lacking in Wiser, because just to your point, uh, 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 Wiser actually owned uh, large gay communities in Florida and paid for a gay parade, and here our our, our platform says we believe in marriage is between one man and one woman. So he was actually. Sub- reporting stuff that was against our own platform. I know because mm-hmm. I got that passed at the RNC at the national level. So mm-hmm. we had somebody at the head, yeah. in my opinion, that was liberal. So um, he had a go, and I'm glad we got somebody else. And she stands up, and we'll see what she does. But it does take money to win an election, no question. The question is, will the average Joe Blow Republican put $5, 10 25 $100 in a pot to make up for some of these, I would call them rhinos within the GOP, right. that are going to withhold their money?
1: so yeah, we'll see what happens there i think i think so. a lot of those concerns are valid that people have like how is she going to raise money she's never mm-hmm. ran a business i mean those are all valid but i do believe that we need to give her a chance i mean she's a you very bet. smart woman and like you said she has integrity she's honest um you know her i i her presence um i have really high respect for her and i think we should give her a chance before we make that you know sort of judgment i agree the uh last-
0: question i have is so we have a republican party platform obviously we're for low taxes less government less regulation um second amendment and in all these things and me even having discussions with um people that say they're conservative but yet they don't necessarily agree with social issues for you know abortion lgbtq and stuff like that in my mind the principles of the Republican Party, we we shouldn't be changing those principles. So if you're coming into the party, you shouldn't be coming in to change our principles. And we shouldn't be even going and having those discussions as far as changing the party platform. What's your opinion on that?
1: No, absolutely. I mean we all should have, we all should have these strong moral convictions, you know, such as being against abortion, you know, life starts at conception. Absolutely. Um, you know, limited government, government, lower taxes, uh, you know, personal, individual responsibility, all these things are, you know, there are values and their core convictions that should not be messed or tampered with. We're not, because that's how the Democrats work, right? Right. I mean, I mean, they're, they call them the De- Kennedy Democrats, the the ones who are more kind of like us, the Republicans back, uh, back in the you know sixties and seventies. And now the party is like, you know, so far left they're falling over the edge. And we, if we change our principles, if we change these core, you know, convictions, these these morals that we have, if we change them, I mean, like they're just gonna keep changing, and then we're gonna
0: go more towards the left. Right. Well, the Republican Party wouldn't exist. That, <laughs> it just yeah, wouldn't
2: exactly. That, but that's like basically what's been happening. Uh, as the Democrats move further and further left, the Republicans thought they had to move left to gather some of those votes. Right. And what they actually did is lost their base. And that's why we're seeing the changes that we're seeing in Ottawa County and Kent County and throughout Michigan and throughout the United States because the, the base is sick of wimpy legislators that don't stand up for what's right. And they're going to eliminate, uh, just like we did now in Kent County and Ottawa County, got rid of the people that were, you know, just the problem. So it's, it's going to be a, a hard task right. to be done. Uh, but I just think that uh, principles are more important than money. Uh, and a lot of people would disagree with me on that, but I think our principles, if yes. you stand by your principles uh, and, uh, and don't give in, people respect it. I know that happened to me because I was, you know, the most conservative, labeled the most conservative legislator in, in Lansing. So I stood by that, and I didn't have any trouble getting elected. The first time I got elected, about 70%, seven by, second time by 75%, and the last was almost 80%. So people recognize that, and I think mm-hmm. we've lost our base because they didn't see it in most people. And I can honestly say, of 110 state reps, I can only count on one hand how many could not be bought. There lies the problem.
0: Right, well, right. and you have and we're, yeah, the, we're the extreme too right now, right? The people that are conservative and principled, we're the extreme ones now, but we're really not extreme. We're just trying to get back to what we originally were. But the Democrats exactly. seem to not understand that.
1: No, absolutely. Yep. We just we just want the, the the freedoms and the rights that are in our Constitution we just don't want it tampered with.
0: Well, I just want to say, Rolly, I appreciate your time today. I appreciate your uh, ambition. Obviously, your principles are spot on to what Republican Party is. Um, and thank your parents for raising you in those principles. And and we uh, wish you all the best. And I'm a, I'm a state committee man, so hopefully I'll be uh, involved in in some of those um, committees and turning our state around because we absolutely do need to win in 2024 absolutely
1: yeah yeah absolutely no i I really appreciate you guys having me and um just kind of for the listeners you know we just have to work together with this um and 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 united together what is it united we stand divided we fall and right. as long as we're united together with the same common goal um we'll, we'll eventually get there hopefully so yes, absolutely th- thank you guys so much you appreciate bet. you for having me thanks all right you bet yep take you care Bye bye
0: You're listening to the Patriots Voice of Michigan. God bless.